This is Adam, one of your hosts here at These Amazing Places Podcast. If you've listened to our show before, you probably know that Doug and I are fans of any vacation involving Disney. And it just so happens that since 1991, Disney has had a vacation club. Since neither Doug or I are members, we decided to record some audio with some good friends of ours that are members. In our recording, there was more than enough time to talk, so this week we'll play the first half. As always, you can contact us by going to our website and clicking on the contact page, or you can call our voicemail line at 641-715-3900, extension 53056. Sit back and enjoy, and I'll return after our interview. Okay, so Doug and I are here at a Roy and Patty's house. They're friends of ours, and uh, they happen to be DVC members, which is uh, Disney what is Vacation. DVC? Yeah, exactly. What is DVC? Disney Vacation Club, and it's great to uh, I at it was least some kind of Disney virus or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but anyway, they love Disney, and uh, and Disney they also loves us. yeah. <laughs> And they can tell us all these different cool things about Disney that we've not known because they have all the backstage passes and meet all the cool people. But um, they're just here to really kind of go over what DVC is and if it's right for you and um, just explain it all. And maybe at the end we'll get into some other things about Disney like restaurants and stuff that Doug really wants to ask him right now because he's thinking of other things. Food. <laughs> Food. Yes, we like to eat. Have some more pizza. <laughs> How long have you guys been members, DVC members? We joined in November of 2001. And it was uh, kind of funny. It was typical. Uh, if you go to Disney, you get the promotional stuff on the TV. And we had actually taken a cruise, a three-day, four-day package. And, of course, on the cruise ship, they had the DVC thing running. And the more I watched it, the more I thought about it. We got back and had one day before we flew out, and we went over, took a tour, and signed up. That quick? That quick. Okay. That's what I'd like to hear. And I'm but, glad we did. But you've been, you've had past history of wanting to go, you've been to Disney so Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. not like the first so, time we've gone to right, Disney. We've exactly. been to Disney quite you've a bit. You've had a history of just good experiences with Disney, and that's right. what kind of got you to that point. Right, yeah. and it made, it, made, yeah. it made complete sense for a family who had two young kids and spent a lot of time Mm-hmm. at Disney. And the length of your membership goes 40 years? Or what, what's yeah, yours? Yeah, it runs runs till 2042. Okay. Um, and I would imagine because what they've done with Old Key West, which is the first resort, is they're offering those members. They can add add time to their contract if they want for a fee. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm guessing they'll probably do that. You can, they're, and they're offering them an additional 15 years. Can there. anybody do that? No, it's just an offer to Old Key West members right now. Okay, so once you buy in, you can't buy. Can you buy extra points though after you're in? Oh, you you can okay. buy you can buy all the points you want. Okay. Yeah, you, you can have. We actually have three separate contracts. We have we have points at three different resorts, and they all expire at the same time. Okay. And I would I would get and at that time, when they expire, they go back to Disney. So it's not like you're you own property, but you don't. I mean, it's, it's going to end, mm-hmm. but I would guess that they'll offer something just like they've done already to extend the ownership. Okay, so let's back up a little bit and explain what the points is. Like, what 
first off, how many do you have to buy to get in? Uh, what exactly, you know, how many points is, gets you a weekend at Disney and something in general no, terms like minimum. that? Well, your minimum initial purchase is 150 points. At today's price per point is $101. So do the math. That's uh, it's a hefty initial investment. And then on top of that, you do have uh, annual maintenance fees that you do need to pay, which goes towards the upkeep of the resorts. Mm -hmm. And those depend on what resort you have that you the, buy into, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. The most expensive resort is Vero. And if you think about hurricane season in Florida, that might make sense. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the least expensive is Saratoga. It's the newest resort down there, so it's got the least uh, maintenance fees. Okay. But once you buy a contract to add on to, your, to a contract or to add more points, you can add as little as 25 points. Okay. So that the initial purchase is 150 points. All right. Or you can do a resale. You know, there's plenty of, of resale now, opportunities. Can you buy points on a resale also? Yeah. So in other words, you bought from a reseller, and then if you want to buy more points to go on to that, you can still do it. Well, for an example, if right now, if you want points, uh, you could probably buy points at Saratoga from Disney, which is nice. You don't have closing costs, uh, or Animal Kingdom villas. But what if you wanted Wilderness Lodge Villa points. Well, Disney doesn't have any of those points, so you need to go to the resale market to try and find a contract that somebody's mm -hmm. trying to sell. Okay. For reason. Yeah. So, uh, say, let's just say that we have a family that just bought into Disney and has 150 points. So, in the year of their their points of 150, what does that get them um, for a place to stay at Disney? And, well, and all that stuff. that's kind of the beauty of the program, and, and I do believe that Disney was, was one of the first, or if not the first, to come up with this point system, where a typical timeshare is going to give you a week or two weeks. Every, sep every third week of September, you got two weeks wherever, mm -hmm. and if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, the point system, they give you points, and then you use those points however you want during the year, and each resort has a different point structure. Some are very, very similar, if not the same. And then the seasons are different, just like booking a resort at, through Disney. And then you have got different accommodations, a studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, even a grand villa with six, 12 people. Mm -hmm. So you could go at, at the minimum, like a, here at Beach Club Villas, which is our favorite uh, resort, um, Sunday through Thursday per night would be 12 points per night. Uh, on a weekly basis, 104 points. Now that's for a studio, which is kind of a, kind of like a hotel room, but a little bigger, a little more square footage, kitchenette, um, just a little nicer. So 104 points for a week. And the most expensive time would be premier Christmas time for a week in a studio is 181 points. So kind of gives you an idea. The weekends, uh, the weekend evenings, Friday and Saturday are, are much higher, about double the typical weekday point value. And then one bedroom, 200 points a week at the least expensive time. Two bedroom is 270 a week. And this is Beach Club. So kind of gives you an idea. And uh, it's a lot, a lot of flexibility as far as the time you go and the accommodation. So if someone out there is just trying to decide if they want to go DVC and say they're teachers, and you're, you know, the only times of year that you can go would be during the summer when it's the busiest or it's mm -hmm. the most expensive. They may want to consider maybe purchasing more points than the 150 when they first buy in, or, or even adding more on right after 
just because, I mean, 181 Sunday through Thursday during Christmas, that's kind of, you know, pretty, I mean, for 150 points, you pretty much can right. only stay three days or something like that. Right. Well, it, well and that, that brings up another topic or another point of the BBC is, is the ability to bank and borrow because once you buy in, you have an anniversary month, and ours is April. And every April 1st, we get our allotment of points for the year for each of our contracts. And as happened last year, we went down at Christmas time last year and stayed at Wilderness Lodge. And you can book 11 months out at your home resort, which is nice. But I did not have enough points in my Wilderness Lodge contract to book the whole week. So I was able to borrow from 2008's points, mm -hmm. which I hadn't received yet, into 2007 and make that reservation. So you can you can borrow those points and, and on the flip side, if there's a year where you don't go down and don't use those points, uh -huh. you can bank them into the next year, then you might have double the points the next year. Okay. So Does it usually go only by the year? Like you can't go two years out and right. borrow you, you, you can, you could, you could theoretically have three years of points available to you because you may have banked one year's points into the next year and then borrow the oh, okay. following year's points. So Okay. And once you once you bank points, you got to use them the next year. Uh-huh. Or you'll lose or them. Or you'll yeah. mm -hmm. lose them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it gives you a little bit more flexibility if, say, you, for whatever reason, you have, you know, your family emergency or something and you have to cancel the vacation during the year, you can push it off and then have even more fun the next year mm -hmm. and probably get double your double your value like if you could only afford a week the first year you could save up and do two weeks the next year or something like exactly that. yeah and and that's exactly what we did with uh with our beach club contract we we bought a smaller contract with the beach club and i kind of looked at when we go typically and what it would cost for a week and then figured we wouldn't go down there every year so kind of halved that amount, and that's what we bought, knowing we could either bank or borrow to stay at the beach club for a week in uh -huh. one bedroom. Because yeah. we like the one bedroom with, with kids, it's, it's, uh, there's enough room there, you've got a full kitchen, you've got a washer and dryer, you get to come home with clean clothes, and you've got privacy, and you're not stepping on everybody during, during, during your stay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You brought up a little bit there right at the end about the uh, different rooms. Why don't you kind of give a general concept of what the room layout is and which ones may come with like laundry or kitchenette so that you don't have to go out and eat all the time that you can cook in. And then maybe, I know the bigger rooms will have more people, so obviously that's if, you have, if you're bringing more people and you want to upgrade to the bigger ones. Right. Well, you know, it, it, like, like we mentioned, the studio is is, uh, is like a hotel room, but it's a DVC hotel room, which is which means it's a little bigger and has a kitchenette. Um, and that's perfect. You know, we've gone down as a couple before and stayed in a studio, and, and it's nice. Uh -huh. It's enough room for us. Um, then, then you've got a one-bedroom, which is, which is great for our family because you've got a full kitchen, you've got a washer and dryer, You've got a pull-out sofa and then a, a separate bedroom with you know queen-size bed, uh, you know full bath, and it's just just an awesome and a jacuzzi tub. You know, Maddie likes a jacuzzi tub. 
<clears throat> so and, and then, how, and then also they, how many does that sleep? The student like the it'll sleep four. It technically advertises as sleeping four. Sleeping four okay. and and you know the rule, rules are that you know four is the limit. But we we have had five people in a room before. Somebody sleeps on the floor in a sleeping bag. Yeah. They don't have they don't bring cots into DVC rooms. Okay. Um, that doesn't happen. Okay. But they do have baby beds. They do have baby beds. Oh. Yeah, which is a great option for kids. If yeah. you got a baby, it's nice to have a baby bed. Yeah. And then the next room up is is uh, is a two bedroom, uh, which which can be either a dedicated two bedroom or a one bedroom with a studio attached to it. And uh, and then they've even got uh, grand villas. Now there's no grand villas at the beach club, but the grand villas sleep twelve, and and some grand villas are uh, are two stories. Some are Huge one-story rooms um, here at the boardwalk. You know, it's it's a it's a one-story grand villa at Old Key West. They've got two-story at at Vero Beach. They're actually separate separate outbuildings, like uh -huh. a cottage that will sleep twelve right on the beach. And it's, it's we're hoping we're hoping we can go down there sometime with a, with a group of friends. Yeah, um, they're right on the waterfront, and they have. Porch swings on the porches, and everybody has their own decks off the bedrooms. You know, right there on the beach. You know, we talked about the the, the ending date of these contracts, and you know, our contracts up in 19 or 2042. Saratoga runs through 2054, and Animal Kingdom's running through uh, 2047. Which doesn't make sense, but that's what it says there. Okay, so we. Just also, uh, just to mention it for those that don't aren't familiar, which, uh, what resorts are DVC actually, and like just the names of them, I guess, and if you want to. Well, the original was Old Key West. Uh, I think that was built in 1991. I think was when they opened, started DVC, and then uh, there's Beach Club Villas, there's Boardwalk Villas, and Beach Club Villas are right beside the Beach Club, and Boardwalk Villas are right beside Boardwalk. Boardwalk Inn and the villas at the Wilderness Lodge are right beside the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, Saratoga Springs is right across from downtown Disney. And uh, then Animal Kingdom Villas, which is a building, a separate building, but it'll, it'll be beside the lodge. And they currently have inventory inside the lodge. They've converted uh, suites on the upper floors to uh, the DVC rooms. But they are building a separate building. And then Vero Beach and Hilton Head. And, uh, we, one of our contracts is at Hilton Head, and, and that's a, an awesome place to go mm -hmm. for R&R. &R. It's a wonderful resort. Uh, Vero Beach, we've been down there once, and like I said, the, the, those grand villas down there are, are there's something to behold. It's a yeah. great, great place to go with friends. But even um, the one bedroom, we were on the top floor, and you just saw the whole waterfront there. It's nothing but windows, and for a one bedroom, and they were huge. Yeah. They were bigger than any. Yeah, they any. were bigger other one bedroom that Disney has that we've been in. Hmm. And that's something to, to also point out is is most of these are, are pretty similar in size. Old Key West rooms are bigger than any of the others. Mm -hmm. Hilton Head rooms are bigger than any of the others. Uh, I think Beach Club, Boardwalk, Warner's Lodge are all very similar square footage mm -hmm. wise. I mean, not so much that it really makes a huge difference, but you notice it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the just the different resorts. Um, do you think some of that has to do like some of the resorts are at Disney parks, like right there? You know, like Hilton Head is in South Carolina, where it's not you're not close to a Disney park, and so maybe 
having a big window for an oceanfront view is much, you know, more fun to have on a vacation rather than. Well, at Hilton you won't have an ocean view. The way they you're there, you're at, you're at Broad Creek. You're in a little island. Um, okay. Broad Creek is the inlet that runs in the middle of the island. Uh, they do have a beach house, which you have to, about a mile away that you take you take a shuttle across the street. But I think, in essence, the reason is that uh, it probably doesn't cost as much oh, to build, so yeah. maybe they just felt comfortable making them a little bigger. I'm not a yeah. builder, but uh, uh, that, that's that's what I'm thinking, that they were just able to, to make them just a little bigger. Uh -huh. And Vero in Florida is is the one that has the ocean view. Oh, okay. Yeah, Vero, you're right on the ocean. Because you're on the ocean. Yeah. Right on the ocean. Okay. And that's a great that's a great little place, I and mean, there's really nothing developed around there. It's not like Myrtle Beach where you've got restaurants everywhere. And people. There's everywhere. hardly anything yeah. around that you've got to drive a while to get get to something. Okay. So it, it's pretty relaxing as well. All right. And then of course you build one in, in Hawaii. Yeah. So we hear and. Yeah, I was gonna ask, are there any more Hawaii? Um, are, so you would have also the opportunity to go to like Paris. Are there any DVCs in Paris? There's, or, no, there's you know? no DVCs in Paris, but but, and I'm I'm not a timeshare expert, but I do know that there are other timeshare companies out there, Buena Vista and uh, uh, I can't even think of the other name, but you can you can trade your points into these other exchanges for the into their network oh, of, of okay. resorts and, mm -hmm. and hotels. Some of which you have to book a week at a time. Some you are able to book. You know, night by night. Yeah. Um, and there, there's too many to try and name. They're all over the world that, that you have access to. Okay. But you trade out of DVC and into another timeshare network. And what about Tokyo? Is there DVC? There's no DVC, but you can use your Same points. Thing. Same thing. Just like I can, we can use our points to go on a cruise. That's not real economical because the point chart is 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 pretty expensive for uh -huh. the cruise for non-DVC. Lodging and, and uh, uh, destinations, it's not real economical. But if you've got the points, if you haven't gone to Disney for a couple of years, you've banked your points, and you're able to borrow, and you've got a decent sized contract, you could you could take a take your family on a cruise and use those points. Like I said, it wouldn't be the best use of the points, mm -hmm. um, but but you can use them at all the resorts at Disney World. You can trade out, and uh, they're not they're not as bad as as exchanging to a whole different timeshare network yeah uh, but it's similar it's a similar use of points that it's not real economical but if you've always dreamed of staying at the Polynesian and you've got the points to burn you can use your points to stay at the Polynesian yeah but um, say you know there's a family that wants to go on the say the Disney Cruise Line and they're not DVC members they're gonna end up paying probably end up paying more than what you would as a DVC member anyway right uh, probably not because probably not. Okay. If, if you kind of look at the what's it cost to because people do rent their points from time to time uh -huh. and kind of the going rate for renting is I think 10 11 bucks a point so if you look at how many points it would cost to take a cruise versus what it would cost to just pay cash it'd probably cost you less to pay cash if you oh, did that way. okay again going back to the notion that it's not a real yeah. effective use of points to but if you got them, yeah, and that's what you want to do. Well, then use them. Yeah, once again, maybe you don't have you're limited on time, and you banked and borrowed or whatever for whatever reason this particular year. You have a lot that you need to use up, or else you're going to lose them. Then I guess you could 
just go on a cruise. Or I mean, here, here's an example, you know, 2008 sailings. Um, this is a seven, a seven night uh, Mexican Riviera. Uh, in standard inside stateroom, 206 points. Yeah. That's for a week for one person. Oh. Stateroom. Yeah. yeah. Inside, mm -hmm. no windows. Mm -hmm. That same 206 points will get, get you a, a one bedroom, essentially a beach club for a week. Oh. That your whole family could stay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now, granted, that's not food. Right. So forth, Which is but, on a cruise, but yeah. But if you and your wife want to go, you're at 400 points. And I assume that's just like a cruise. I mean, we've not talked about a cruise yet on the podcast, but I went. We went on our honeymoon on a cruise, and we found out quickly that you do excursions, you got to pay extra. You do mm -hmm. a tip at the end of the week, mm -hmm. you got to pay extra. If you want pop, you got to pay extra. So I assume that's that base price that would get you food and your basically your room and then the rest you got to pay more yeah like well now on disney we've, we've taken several disney cruises and and pop is included you can get all oh, the pop you want well that's the perk yeah <laughs> yeah short short yeah. short excursions are extra but we yeah we we love disney cruises we uh we we took one on our honeymoon not a disney like a one day and and we've not done anything since with disney we've been on what four i think and uh, we, we love it because uh, we actually went on our 15th anniversary on a Disney cruise, a three-day that turned into a four-day thanks to Hurricane Jean. Huh. And uh, I think people kind of thought we were nuts for going on a, on a, Disney, on a Disney cruise, uh -huh. just the two of us. But they've got adult pools, they've got adult areas. We dig it, and it was great. They've the adult only beach at their private island. They have couples massages. They... You know, adults only uh, restaurants. Um, and there's no there's no gambling on board. You don't have no the, the drunken yeah. people running around at all mm -hmm. hours of the night. With, yeah, you know, falling Which, off the ship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then you yeah. turn up on Greta. It's, it's, it's mostly <laughs> families, and it's good, clean fun, and and you know you don't have the other stuff going on. Yeah. You know, well, broad, Broadway Disney shows every night to, mm -hmm. to sit and watch and. Mm -hmm. We'll have to get to that on another podcast because, well, that and that and how Disney works with adults and I've, you know, there are books out there, how to go to Disney without kids, how to go to Disney with kids, what's for older you know, I mean, people. I go without kids. Oh, we, we, we've gone on a couple of different occasions, very, very short trips, but we love it. Yeah, we love it. Well, and Disney caters to it, too, because there's the, the artist's... Um, Masters. The ma uh, Masters weekend. There's food and wine festivals where they bring in extra countries into Epcot and have their food booths and um, and I guess flower and garden. Flower and garden. Yeah. Garden. You like that sort of thing. Or if you're married to somebody who likes that sort of thing. Or if your job is that, you need to take <laughs> care of it. Or if your job is that. <laughs> and you can go to get paid for it. We've been there several times to. for the Flower and Garden Festival. They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Adam brought up perks. Go through some of the perks. Whether, whether you see them as perks or not, what are some of the advantages to being well, a DVC member? The, the, big, the biggest and it certainly is not a reason to buy DVC, but the biggest one that we've taken advantage of is the annual pass uh, discount. The annual pass discount for DVC members is similar to, if not equal to, being a Florida resident. It's $100 off a regular annual pass, which is substantial. All of a sudden it becomes a pretty economical mm -hmm. way to do the park. And then all of a sudden you, 
you know, when we go down, like we're going down in two days. Yeah. You know, we've got our room covered. We're driving down. We've got our annual pass. So we just got to feed ourselves. And dining plan. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought about a, that. Do you get a discount with the dining plan, or is it the annual no. pass that gets the discount on the dining plan? We do with the annual pass, and this is something else, which is kind of a, tied to a Florida resident. We do the Disney Dining Experience card, which is 20% discount on most meals. Uh -huh. um, not every, not on snacks, not on every counter service, but your sit-down meals, 20% off, and that's food, drinks, everything. They've recently done an add-on where they add on the tip, 18% gratuity, which we usually just tip back the 20% that we were saving before. Uh -huh. So actually it'll cost us less this time when we eat because yeah. we usually would tip back 20% and I just gonna automatically do 18%. Um, we kind of weighed that this with this trip, you know, doing a dining plan or not. But although it's a it's a it's a good idea, we just didn't feel that we wanted to do it. We liked the, the discount card, and we had it already. You know, we bought it last before our Christmas trip, mm. and so we've already got it, paid for itself a couple times over. So we'll just use it. But, and you, know, you got a lot of little little lunch perks, fifteen percent off lunches here and there, and you know, uh, fifteen percent off a lot of the tours, the Disney tours behind the scenes. Is that what gives us discount at the stores too? From that's typically annual pass at the, and that's really only at the store at Downtown Disney. You get mm -hmm. an AP discount, ten percent discount. Um, they don't typically discount anything in the stores in the parks. It's got to be the main store at Downtown Disney. Because a lot of the stores are not owned by Disney. They're actually owned by Unset. Also, with a lot of the restaurants, they're owned by outside companies. Well, that that's always seems to be the issue with the with the dining plan is is when they renew those contracts, it's always kind of up in the air who what restaurants are going to mm -hmm. sign on again. Yeah, and that's disappointing because uh, like with the Disney dining experience, it's not good at Japan, which I'm not so big anymore on the the teppanyaki dining, but we love the Tokyo dining. Japan side. and Epcot is what and you're Epcot, talking about. Epcot, right, yeah. right, that restaurant in Epcot. Uh -huh. The the Tokyo dining portion of that restaurant, which is kind of a casual walk up, you don't really need reservations. We go there for sushi, but we don't. We're not able to use that discount card. So not every single restaurant is. Most of them are, but that's one that doesn't see the need to offer those discounts. Yeah. And then, uh, what kind of literature don't you get? Like, is it called the Mickey Monitor, or is that the, the annual Mickey pass? Monitor came with the uh, annual pass? We okay. get something called the Disney Files magazine. That's the DV. That's the DVC. Yeah. Perk. Okay. Yeah, which is a quarterly magazine, which is uh -huh. pretty cool. You know, the last one. Well, I guess it's the last one. This is uh, this is summer. Yeah, the three D. <laughs> the three D. I have to show you this. You put your glasses on. Yeah, you put your glasses on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. In honor it. of uh, Toy Story Mania, exactly. I assume. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. story. But it's kind of cool. There's stories in here from uh, Marty Squar and uh, uh, just this neat trips that you can take outside of, of uh, the Vacation Club. You know, St. Croix. They're adding St. Croix to the cruise line. Just a lot of neat, neat stuff. But that comes quarterly. And I remember also. I mean, maybe you're going to say this. The perk would also be uh, sometimes when they open new rides they don't open it to the public yet you know usually cast members can go and ride them you know when they're having soft openings but DVC members are invited before the public's even invited to go ride the rides so it gives you shorter lines to get in like Toy Story Mania had that and um, I'm sure there's other things 
they probably give you tours of like resorts that aren't even open yet. You're too. looking for like you're talking about exclusive to yeah, DC, exclusive or, to or DC. maybe annual pass holders. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of those, and and you know, typically they, those emails come across at a time we're not going down. It's not like we can hop on a plane and fly down to right. do Toy Story Mania. But a lot of those are annual pass perks too. But oh. Yeah, they do it for DVC as well. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think near as much. Special pin collections. Yeah. 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 They, they lure you into the pin trading. <laughs> so do you do that? Would, no. We we've uh, we've been cured. <laughs> no, that's great. We have been cured. Okay. We had a lot of therapy, Doug. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a popular thing for Jay Jasko. You have to know us. All right, great. Hope you enjoyed that. We kind of got a little carried away there with the pin collection, and uh, that's basically where I cut it off. We'll have the second part of the interview next week, and we finish up the Disney Vacation Club. Um, Something to tell you, basically, as a Disney Vacation Club member, when you arrive at the resort, uh, Walt Disney's dream was that people would actually live near the parks or live in the parks. Uh, At Epcot, he has like a, a little model of, of homes within the technology that was in Epcot. But as you enter the gates to the Disney Vacation Club Resort that you're going to, if you're a, if you're a DVC member, they say, welcome home. And it's just kind of a fun little thing that they do because it carries on Walt's dream of having this living environment near the parks and things like that. So that's kind of cool, but just to give you a little info there. All right. Well, hope you enjoy the show this week. We'll be back again with the same part two. Um, You can always call our voicemail, 641-715-3900, extension 53056. And you won't necessarily have to be on the air if you don't want to be. I've said that in the past, but (laughs) it seems like it's kept people from calling. So if you really feel like calling and leaving a message, go for it. It'd be awesome to hear from you, Um, especially if you know us. uh, Doug and I have a real fun time putting together these podcasts, and we hope that uh, it gives... great things for you guys to listen to and uh especially when it comes to the audio rides and stuff like that as always you can also check us out on our website and uh, send us an email through our contact page and i think we're going to have the photos up this week we'll uh, work on that it's just a scrolling slideshow and as always you can check us out on Flickr and download some of those put them on your desktop and uh, screensaver on your computer all right thanks for listening see you next week bye This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.